Okay. Good morning. Uh, today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. This is a regular meeting of the Abatement Appeals Board. And I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. The first item on the agenda is roll call. Um, President Newman. Here. Um, Commissioner Alexander Toot. Here. Commissioner Chavez. Here. Commissioner Shaddix. Here. Commissioner Williams. Here. And Commissioner Summer is expected, and we have a quorum. Um, next, we will have our land acknowledgement. Morning. <clears throat> the Abatement Appeals Board acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatushaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as, care, as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples, peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging their, the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatushaloni community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you. Um, next, for any um, members of the public that are listening in, the public comment call-in number is 415-655-0001. The access code is 2664-464-4212. And the WebEx webinar password is 011724. Um, and to raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item, press star three when prompted by the meeting moderator. Okay, um, next on our agenda is item B, uh, remote public comment, discussion and possible action. Discussion and possible action to follow the Board of Supervisors remote public comment policy that eliminates remote public comment except when necessary to enable the participation of people with disabilities. Um, first, is there any public comment on this item? Um, is there any remotely? Okay, I'm seeing none, then uh, board discussion on that. So this is basically to determine whether uh, the abatement the appeals board is going to follow that same procedure or not regarding remote public comment. Member Toot. I'm aware that the Board of Supervisors made this decision because there's, um, there was disruptive public comment. That hasn't been our experience, and I don't see a need to limit um, remote access uh, as someone who is here surprisingly with my child today because I didn't anticipate his disability flaring up. Um, that line of what, when to make that request is not always as clear as maybe it looks like when it's written on black and white. Um, I think we can revisit this if it becomes an issue in the future, but um, I, don't, I don't feel the need to, to do that this time. Okay, Is there any, are there any other uh, commissioner comments? Commissioner Chavez. I don't have very much to add except that I agree with Commissioner Alexander too. I think it's our responsibility as a public board to be as accessible as possible and 
keeping public comment open online hasn't posed a challenge for us so far and we can continue to leave it open. Commissioner Williams. I echo uh, prior statements and I would go further and say we should be encouraging remote public comment or any public comment. And if uh, remote public comment is what's feasible and possible for the public and it makes it easier, we should be encouraging it uh, rather than uh, restricting it. Any other comments? No, I concur with everything that was said. Shall we, we vote? Um, a motion? Yes, there should be a motion. Uh, no, a motion to continue uh, to, to continue with remote public comment. So, so moved. Second. Okay, second. So that motion is by Commissioner Alexander Toot, and the second was by Commissioner Chavez. And we'll do a roll call vote on that motion. Um, President Newman? Yes. Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Chavez? Yes. Commissioner Shaddix? Yes. Commissioner Summer? And Commissioner Williams? Yes. Yes. Oh, Commissioner Summer? Oh, did you, did, did you vote? Oh, okay. It's uh, this. This was a discussion to as to whether or not to continue with remote public comment or not. Right, and and you, you were you were here. I was here for the yes. For yeah, for that. Then oh, okay. It was very brief. You didn't miss anything. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> and the uh, motion carries unanimously. Thanks, everyone. So um, next we have um, our item is on what? Approval of minutes. Uh, this item is a discussion of possible action to adopt the minutes for meetings held on May 18th, 2022 and June 15th, 2022. Um, just would like to read that the minutes were already approved and they were agendized in error. However, if anyone uh, has public comment on this item, you can. You can do so at this time. Is, it, is there any public comment? Okay, seeing none. Um, the next uh, item we have then is item D, new order of abatement appeals. The first matter is appeal number 6912, 460 Vallejo Street, block 0133, lot 020, complaint number 202-286188. Owner of record and appellant is Justin Yonker. Appellant appeals the April 26, 2022 order of abatement and assessment of costs on the grounds that he is in the process of correcting the cited violation. Appellant requests that the order of abatement and assessment of costs be reversed or modified. The hearing is convened pursuant to Administrative Code 77.3, which provides that the Building Inspection Commission, sitting as the AAB, may hear and decide appeals of abatement actions pursuant to San Francisco Building Code 105.2. Before we proceed the hearing, we will administer the oath. Um, will all parties giving testimony today please stand and raise your right hand? Okay. Do you swear the testimony you're about to give is the truth to the best of your knowledge? Okay, thank you, you may be seated. Okay, the hearing procedures are described in section 3G of the AAB Rules of Procedures. The appellant and the department will each have seven minutes to present their position. 
The department presents first, followed by the appellant. After the presentations, we will have public comment. Members of the public have three minutes each to speak. After public comment, each party will have three minutes for a rebuttal, first to the department and then the appellant. After rebuttal, AAV members may ask questions of either party. The department may now present their case. Good morning, President, Commissioners. Uh, John Hinchin, Chief Billy Inspector, Code Enforcement. I will be presenting the appeal case today for 460 Vallejo Street. Uh, the complaint number 2022-86188. This is a um, four-story single-family dwelling. Uh, the violation relates to work exceeding the scope of permit. There are a number of items, including possible unit merger, uh, fence greater than uh, nine foot six, uh, nine foot nine. Um, property line windows were removed and relocated. Garage door was widened. Front facade stucco was removed and replaced with horizontal siding. A new building entry door installed. Uh, the roof deck uh, barriers were removed, opening up the roof deck to the entire roof. Uh, three stairwell windows were installed. Uh, the elevator shaft enclosure door, uh, does not have the required doors. And uh, the rear stair has been changed to cantilever steel stairs. Uh, director's hearing took place on April 26 of 22, and an hour of abatement was issued at that time with the following conditions. 30 days to obtain permit and complete, including final sign-off, and pay all CES fees. A permit was issued or uh, filed on May 19 of 2022, that has not completed the plan review process, and to date that permit is not issued. Um, so staff recommends that you uphold the order of abatement and impose assessment of costs. So I'm available for any questions you may have. The appellant may now present their position. Uh, good morning. Thank you, uh, members of the board. I'm Tom Tunney of uh, Ruben, Junius, and Rose. I'm counsel for the property owner who's actually Peter Iskandar, who's here. He's going to speak as well. You have Justin Yonker. Um, was he uh, filed the appeal um, on Peter's behalf, but he's not the owner of record, just to clarify. Um, Really, you know, we don't disagree with much of what Mr. Hinchin has said. Um, some of the details uh, of the alleged violations, perhaps. Uh, one thing is this is a two-unit building. It's not a single-family dwelling. Um, Mr. Iskandar is going to provide you with a little more detail about the project. But I just wanted to address what we think is the bigger and biggest issue here you're probably asking, you know, why have you gotten to the point of uh, an order of abatement and this hearing? 
um, and it has been years. Um, we, as Mr. Hinchin stated, we submitted a, a permit to abate the violation and address all of the items. And um, as is uh, normal procedure, that permit was routed to planning immediately. Um, and then we started working with planning. Um, we've, planning had its own process that it needed to go through, issued um, neighborhood notice of the permit, discretionary review uh, request was filed, which means a, a hearing at the Planning Commission. And, and we went through a process with planning uh, where they had scheduled and then postponed at least two discretionary review hearings. And that's the last we heard from planning. We've, we've uh, tried to follow up and haven't heard. Uh, um, the staff at DBI today may know a, a little bit more about the about where things stand with planning, but we're waiting for planning to schedule this discretionary review hearing, uh, which would then allow us to move forward with the permit. Then we go back to DBI and go through final review, plan review at DBI. Um, so um, with that, I'll stop there. That's probably even more detail than you needed and let Mr. Iskandar introduce himself and then we're available for any questions you may have. Good morning, member of the board. Oh. Um, I'm going to read. So I'm Peter Eskandar, the owner of 460, 462 Vallejo. Uh, we acquired these two unit residents in 2014 to accommodate our expanding family with the intention of eventually housing my elderly parents. Um, over the subsequent four to five years, we secured permits, collaborated with various skilled builders, tradespeople to finalize the project in 2018. Uh, following numerous inspection by SFDBI, we obtained a certificate of final completion in 2018. Mm. The project proved to be more stressful for our family than anyone could ever imagine, uh, nearly causing a rift within our family union. At one point, we contemplated <coughs> splitting and selling our um, a newly constructed home, but fortunately, we navigated through these challenging times and opted to retain our homes. Um, shortly thereafter, we received a notice from planning department regarding the items that were approved but did not go undergo planning staff review. This item include facade restoration to the original wood siding, fence along the eastern side wall, and new garage door and the front door. We diligently addressed all the discrepancies and followed the SCAF recommendation from 2019 until January 2022 when planning staff scheduled, uh, scheduled it for a board of hearing. It must have been like the second or third time that it's been scheduled. Um, these items encompass uh, enlargement of the second kitchen uh, as recommended by the staff and then uh, further notification, uh, 311 notification. Uh, approximately about two weeks before the scheduled hearing in January 2022, our hearing was postponed again. And we've been in the same spot since then. Um, despite our efforts to communicate this when we received the abatement notice, there may have been misunderstanding. We filed PA. 2022-0519-4663 in front of that you have a copy in front of you, which states abatement of NOV 2022-86188. Um, about a week after filing this PA, 
this PA was sending to planning department, and then the current status indicates that the permit is being reviewed by planning. Um, planning has not provided us with any further planning what to do. The building uh, department at the same time is issuing further notice to abate and further enforcement. Um, we are cooperative. We're eager to resolve any discrepancy that may exist. Please provide us guidance what to do on the next step. Um, yes. Okay, um, you, you may be seated. Okay, thank okay. you. We'll now have public comment. Um, Commission Secretary, is there any public comment? Okay. Online? Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll thank you. We'll uh, do the public comment in person and then on, online. Okay. You can go ahead. This is 460 Vallejo Street? Yes. Uh, yes, I think. I don't know. Is is there any additional public comment online? No, and no additional public comment in person. Okay. Uh, okay. Then. Yes. So yeah. Next, we will um, we'll have the rebuttal. Um, the department's rebuttal for three minutes. Uh, just to uh, agree with the appellant, it is a two-unit building. Um, I misspoke there that it's a single-family dwelling. What led me to that is um, this concern that the two units may have been merged together into one unit. So, but I do stand corrected. It's a two-family dwelling. Uh, no other rebuttal. Okay, the appellant um, is available if you have any rebuttal. Okay, uh, seeing none, there's no rebuttal. Then um, it could be the board discussion. Or questions, if you have any questions. Commissioner Williams? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if the appellant could address uh, Mr. Drattler's um, comment about the swimming pool on the building and the construction. There's, there's a jacuzzi on the rooftop that's been permitted. It's fully permitted. That's not an issue of notice violation. It's not a violation of planning nor building department. It's something that he has an, a personal issue with maybe, but he's not one of the neighbors that I know. <clears throat> but it's from fully permitted. We have fully permitted that. It's not, and only we, it's not, it's not a planning issue. It's a jacuzzi.
Commissioner Alexander Toot. Yes, I have. Uh, so this violation was issued because of work without a permit, not work that exceeded an existing permit. Is that correct? No. Um, the violation was issued for numerous different items. Many of the items are just requiring additional information, additional explanation, additional drawings. We provided those things. Um, if you look at the best page to look at, it's probably the page in front of you. Yeah, you can share. Uh, our, I'm sorry, our um, abatement appeals board secretary, uh, Matthew Green, he'd like to chime, chime in on this. Is it on? I can't hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good morning. I'm Matthew Green, representing the Department of Building Inspection and serving as the uh, Secretary of the Abatement Appeals Board today. So there were several building permits that were completed in 2018, and this notice of violation is from January of 2022. So there were no active permits at the time. So um, okay. both correct. It was done without permit, but it's beyond the scope of the original permits. Okay. It's unclear whether the work took place between 2018 or 2022, or it was... Um, mistakenly signed off in 2018, but yeah. the conditions today do not match the approved permits that were completed in 2018. Can I ask okay. another clarifying question? So there seems to be some issue between planning and permitting. And so in 2018, there were permitted plans, it sounds like. Correct. 2018, it got completed, correct. Um, that um, did not match the work completed they there was work done in excess of what was approved by planning it, and, correct, correct? It, it, it wasn't in excess it was uh, some items planning view that it should have been reviewed by planning but it didn't get the drawing didn't get routed through planning so those items include like the facade change to the original for instance this is a question to uh, the oh, department so were those items included in the original plan set that was approved by planning? So, so the, the notice of violation is... Can we just clarify who is speaking for the department? Is it... Oh, it's, I apologize. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. just want to make sure okay. to make the record. Uh, in conjunction with what the secretary just said, um, the last uh, completed permits were in 2018. All of the items that are listed on the notice of violation that are listed on this abatement appeals report, all of those items I called out, there are no permits for any of those. The conditions on the roof, uh, there was a permit in 2018 for a minimal roof deck. They were Okay. And so there are no permits for anything that we called out in the notice of violation. Okay. They all and exceed the scope of the original permit. Okay. And all of or some of those things also require planning sign-off. Absolutely, yes. Right. And they filed two permits, but those two permits are not going through the plan, uh, plan review in a normal fashion. It seems that they're, they were filed to stall the process. They're, they're not moving forward. Okay. Was the work that was completed 
done to code standards? So there are three permits that were signed off in 2018. They were signed off because the work described in those plans was done to code. They were signed off. But after that, they did all this other work exceeding the scope of those permits. Then they filed two permits to, as this, but it looks to me like a stalling tactic. Those permits have not been issued. So all of the items do not have a permit. They're not described in drawings attached to an issued permit. Okay, thank you. I was just trying to get some clarification between where we were in both the permitting and planning processes. Yeah, very important. Um, Commissioner Chavez? Uh, Yes, I had a clarifying question around the permit that was filed in May 2022. It sounds like it's not been reviewed and approved, and there have been, well, I know that the planning uh, department has pushed it back, but can you shed a little bit of light on what's going on with that permit? So we have a permit uh, to uh, deal with the notice of violation that was filed in May 19 of 2022. There was some review, but there's a note. Uh, plans do not meet criteria required for the notice of violation. So the one permit that they specifically refer to this notice of violation, um, the plans do not fully deal with the notice of violation. So that would account for the fact that that permit could not move forward without the amending the plans in response to whatever items they are missing. And so here we are with, with no progress. Right. Was there another permit filed after that, or is that the most recent? So there were, there were two permits filed um, in May, one in May of uh, 2022 and the other in April. And neither of the two have completed the plan review process. Okay. And uh, Mr. Iskandar, that's, those are the permits you're talking about today, the ones that you filed within 30 days of the notice of violation, is that? Um, yes, but he didn't read the entire statement. It says, um, plans do not meet the criteria, meeting between DCP and appellant uh, prior to posting. That never happened. This is, if you read the entire statement of that status, it's like that. We submitted the entire permit that was asked of us, the, the NOV asked us to submit reference sheet, which is the entire, what you saw there on my sheet. It's about, I don't know how thick it is, so many plants are there. And when we get to the counter, the person at the counter wrote in here even, take reference sheet out of, only need out of the, I mean, take reference sheet should only be seven pages long. Plan check, unless plan checker wants to keep it as part of the plan set. So he rejected the entire set. He goes, I don't want this whole thing. You only want to submit seven. So we did that. We followed every single direction that the next person tells us to do. If you tell us today, today they go, Peter, go to the planning department and ask them to provide the hearing for you, I will do that. If you ask me to go to the building department, they go, Peter, resubmit the plan check, I will do that. I'm following anything that you want me to do, but right now, we're, we're, I feel like we're being postponed by planning and we don't know what to do. I don't, Except the people you who- did the work without plan approval and without- So let me correct that one. Since 2018, there's zero, since the 
certificate of final completion was issued, there's zero work that's been done on the building, zero work. Some items were missed during inspection, some items were missed during uh, planning, that's what causes the problem. But there is no work, there's no worker being there in that place. I was living there, so there's nobody there. There's nobody except painting maybe, that's about it. <clears throat> so how is it that the initial plans don't match the work completed? There were, the initial okay. plan, the work took about four years. During the build process, there were some things that like, for instance, there's some windows on the stairwells. Go, oh, it'll be kind of nice to put the windows. It's not bothering anybody, it's only inside. We added those windows. It's not to the outside and not property line windows. That's the only windows that was added. There were items like that. But for the majority of the part, it, 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 we are where we are today because there's notice of enforcement by planning for the facade replacement, and there was an, uh, a thought that we, were mer we merged the two units into one. We never merged the two units into one. We wanted to for our families. I have a large family, and it's gonna be a multi-general family. At some point, my parents will be living with me. I have adult kids, too. So it's always been two units, and if you look at the notice of violation, one of the bottom, it says, there's a, this unit has been merged. It has not been merged. There are two kitchens. There's separation, clear separation between the units. Um, as affirmed by uh, um, Mr. Um, Hinchens. Um, so the, we want to proceed. We want to do this. We don't know how. Are, we've we've can tried. I, can I ask, are you a contracting professional? I'm a contractor also. I'm okay. a contractor also. So, so you then <clears throat> do know when items that are changed require planning approval? Look. Um, not not all the time. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm okay. not. I, I rely on. I have architects. I I rely on other people. Like that. That's and did you on the have field. an architect on this project? Yes. Okay. Yes, we have an architect on the project. I follow the direction. If when an item needs 311 notification, for instance, we send a 311 notification. Mm -hmm. As of today, we have already sent out three 311 notification for. W were there during any, the reviews? Were there any amendment plan amendments? Correct. Issued or before the 2018, before the final. Yeah, 2018. Uh, there are about four or five drawings. I don't remember how many. Mm -hmm. All the way to 2018. All those things were when we initially started the project. There's some changes that needs to be modified because when you renovate something, there's usually something that you have to do. So it's been filed throughout the process until 2018. It took about five years to do that. When we finish, is we must have gone through about more than 40 inspections, um, building, um, electrical, um, through the project. And mm -hmm. at the end of that project, I think some of the items were missed. Planning, the first acquisition was that they thought there was a merger between the units, and that hasn't been substantiated. But since then, everybody's looking after all these different little things, and we're okay, because some things were missed, not purposely, some things were missed, in the inspection process, something we're missing in the planning process of it. So we issued the 311, we're cooperating, we issued 311, one, two, three, and then when they file the DR, they file the DR for the entire project, it creates a lot of confusion. And then right before the hearing, the hearing got postponed because there's an NOV. The NOV states the exact same thing as the violation of planning. We submitted the paperwork, 2022-0519-4663, to abate it following the instruction exactly word to word, including putting the reference sheet in there, and it says even in here, because 
The person at the counter said, goes, you got to be crazy. We don't want to take that. Just submit the seven sheet only. Forget the rest of them. We did that. It got right into planning, and we are still waiting to hear. I want, we want to get a permit you know, to address this thing. If the front facade, just for, the front facade was a regular wood facade. In the 50s, somebody changed it to stucco facade. And when we were renovating it, you go, huh, originally it was the wood facade. Why don't we just change it to wood? We did not obtain the permit to do that because it was the original one was wood. So we did that, and according to planning, we need to go back to do that. We'll do that. That's not a problem. But if you tell us, change it back to stucco, we'll go change it back to stucco. It's okay. We just want to get this thing done well. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, can I ask the, um, sorry, Commissioner Williams? Yes, can I, can I ask what coordination DBI has been undertaking with planning to resolve this issue? Well, um, in response to the comments that the appellant just made, so they're referring to comments on the plan check from May 27 of 2022. The person that came to the counter, they admitted earlier, is no longer associated with the property, uh, Justin. They're saying he's no longer connected with this property. So he's, he's speaking to um, interaction with our department by somebody who no longer even represents them. And, um, uh, and what I'm hearing is complete denial about all of the violations we have listed. Mm -hmm. So how is there going to be um, um, a solution from the property owner to file the proper permits, move them forward timely, so I would hope that you would uphold the order to encourage I, them to do that. I completely understand, but the question I asked was what coordination is DBI undertaking with planning to help resolve this issue? So, because what I'm hearing from the appellant is that there is, and you have said that is a stall tactic, so I just want to understand how we're coordinating. So how, how it works is a person files a permit, uh, somebody in plan review, designates what stations it goes to, and the, the property owner or their architect walks it through the system. If they don't walk it through the system, we can't just come along and say, hey, come and see us. They initiate that. They connect with planning. Mm -hmm. we, we don't control that. Right. And, and what the record is showing, mm -hmm. they are not taking their responsibility to move the permits through the system. If they're getting plan check comments, they're not responding okay. and amending uh, the, the drawings. And when you say they, you're uh, the property to, owner or their representative. The okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, President Newman, I just I, I did reach out to the uh, zoning commissioner about this uh, project and understanding what the delay is, and actually he's not sure either, um, but he did say it is in the hands of the permit applicants to move, to move it forward if they're waiting for comments or so. But he's looking into it. Okay, thank you. Commissioner Williams? Thank you. Um, so this is for the appellant or appellant's counsel, either could answer. Uh, I would like to narrow down uh, what's being discussed at least, or I wanna get a response that's specific here. So in this appeal, uh, are you contending that the department made either a factual error in any of its work, any of the issuing of the notices, or are you contending that there was a error in the application of the building code by the department? And if so, what is the basis for those contentions of error? 
There were, it's Tom Tunney, uh, counsel for property owner. Uh, there were a number of items listed in the notice of violation, right? Um, many of them, we agree, need to be addressed or abated, that they, that they could be violations. Um, they, they uh, and they can be brought into compliance. Um, some of them we think are, are is a, there's a misunderstanding of which floor, say, the stair is on, and we think they're looking at a, a different stairway that could be clarified. Um, all, of, all of them can be addressed. We don't think there's any new work that needs to be done um, unless planning requires it to bring these items into compliance. A lot of it is just going through the plan review process. So to a large extent, I'd say we're in agreement with the department. So if, if I'm understanding this appeal, is this in, in the appeal, is this more of a addressing a hardship that's being created due to the planning department? Is that the, the purpose of this uh, appeal? Uh, that, that might be an accurate way of saying it, that we, we would like planning to move this forward so that you can go back to DBI. And, uh, and I think planning would agree if, if the, they were here that we've done what they've asked, that they're not waiting on anything from us. Do you know of any authority that we would have as in this board to address a hardship created by the planning department? Well, I guess I would, I don't, to be honest, I don't think you would go there yet. I, I mean, I, I might suggest a short continuance and, uh, and, and um, that would give time to hear from planning exactly where it stands and, and what could be done next. And I think that might satisfy the board and, and our, our, the Department of Building Inspection staff to, to move forward and, and planning as well. Thank you. Commissioner Alexander Toot. I'd like to hear from the department. Um, it seems like we have labeled this, uh, the violations as unsafe, which is why I think it seems like it's on an expedited timeline. Um, on a, on a quick timeline to get to the NOVs and, and move through the process. But the appellant seems to think that it's an administrative process where they're just going to get the permits filed and file the inspections and then the records will match the permits, or you know, the, the permits will match what's actually in the building. Can you speak to your understanding of the violations and what it would take to resolve the violations? So whenever there's a violation, each item uh, is addressed sometimes by legalizing it, going through planning, building, uh, you know, the pl uh, plan check process. Other times uh, it might need some adjustment or something that would be reflected on the plan, or there might be some clarification where, you know, it has been removed and that would be reflected on a permit saying that it's being removed, 
and when that permit would get issued, the inspector would go out and verify that it's removed. So, you know, as the um, property representative just said, um, you know, um, some items might need some clarification, whatever. And I agree, all we need is a permit to be issued so an inspector can go out there and say, yes, that's resolved, this um, is not clear on the plans. Um, and so all we want is a permit to be issued so an inspector can go back out and clarify, is, is it to the new issued plans? And uh, since uh, the speaker just referred, you know, if, if you decide to continue the case and let them uh, reconnect with planning, you know, the department will be okay with that. So is there a standard by which we identify or when we name something as unsafe? We don't, not every notice of violation says that the building is unsafe. Not every violation, but most. But once a notice of violation is issued, until we get a permit to legalize or remove the condition, we have to assume it's unsafe. Okay. And we issue the notice of violation, and in this case, uh, we issue an order of abatement. So anybody involved with that property, anybody going on it, we're giving them notice that there may be unsafe condition here. And until there's a permit issued and signed off, is we have to consider it as unsafe. That's understandable, considering it's a roof and staircases. Um, I just would like to yes, please. There are some unsafe conditions listed in this notice of violation. The, the uh, separation isn't uh, present from the garage and the dwelling units, and there are some um, um, guardrails missing at the deck, I believe. So there are unsafe conditions. It's not just a matter of documenting with a new permit. There will be corrections made. Thank you. Thank you for having clarified that. And my final question is, um, there's been a lot of talk about delays in the Planning Commission. Has the appellant brought any evidence of these delays or communication from the Planning Commission? Um, I, you did not attach that to your appeal. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, we did not, um, and I, I, at the time, that the appeal was filed, the last communication did exist. Um, the appeal was filed in um, in April of 23, I believe. And the last communication with planning was late January of 2023, where um, we had agreed to a new section three, planning code section 311 neighborhood notification. And that was planning was going to issue that notification, and that never happened. That was that's the last, and I could provide that to the to the board and to the staff. Um, and you know, honestly, I don't want to put this all on planning. Uh, I, they are the we're waiting for them to do this, but. I know for them it's been a long process and it's a complicated project and different issues came up and there's a lot of interest in, in the neighborhood, in the property. So um, there are reasons why it has taken time, but, but I think they would confirm the last communication was from planning telling us this new neighborhood notice would be issued and it never was. Thank you. Commissioner Summer. Uh, 
Um, I think my thoughts were along the lines of Commissioner Williams regarding our specific purview, which as I understand it <clears throat> is regarding whether or not there was an error made by the Department of Building Inspection in issuing the notice of violation. And I do not hear that that is the case. There was work done that was not permitted. So it seems correct that a notice of violation would be issued. It is not currently resolved. So, and I know it sounds like that's complicated, um, but I don't, I don't know that it is the um, purview of this board to, you know, dwell on that fact. I, I, my understanding is that our purview really is to look at whether um, the department made any errors in issuing it. And to me, it sounds like that is not the case. Is that? I also want to clarify. So it, that's, that's correct. But also um, the board may uphold, modify, or reverse an order provided that the public health safety and public welfare are secured most nearly in accordance with the intent and the purpose of the building code and the housing code. So I interpret that as also looking into um, public health safety and public welfare and what is the, the, the decision must align with the intent and the purpose of the building code and health code. I hope that clarifies things. Might confuse it a little, actually, but <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I think what you're well. My my hearing of what you just said is that that gives us some flexibility to do something different if there is a concern of health Correct. safety. Right. However, I think in this case, the concern of health and safety is in favor of the same conclusion that there is a violation that needs to be fixed. Uh, are there? Are Are we ready to deliberate? Are there more questions? I, I, I'd just like to point out that whether you decide to uphold this order or stay this order, it's, it, it won't have any effect on the, uh, the property owner moving forward with their permit approvals. So if this order exists, they still have to go forward. It, 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 won't, it won't slow it or, or hinder it in any way. So there's no, no further questioning. If, um, then I would like to thank the parties for their presentations. The evidentiary portion of the hearing is now concluded, and the AAB takes the case under submission for deliberations and possible decision. So is there uh, Do we want to take it around and do, does anybody have anything additional they want to share or say? No. I'd like to make a motion to uphold the order of abatement. Second. So there is a motion by Commissioner Alexander Toot and a second by um, President Newman to uphold the order of abatement and also including the assessment of costs. Yes. And to include the assessment of costs. Okay. Is there any public comment on this motion? Um, okay. Seeing none, then I'll do a roll call vote. Yeah, there was a second. The second was by uh, President Newman. So the roll call vote, um, President Newman? Yes. Um, Commissioner Alexander Toot? Yes. Commissioner Chavez? Yes. 
Commissioner Shaddix? Yes. Commissioner Summer? Yes. And Commissioner Williams? Yes. Thank you. That motion carries unanimously. Okay, thank you. Um, next, we have item E, general public comment. Members of the public may address the board on matters that are within the board's jurisdiction and are not on today's agenda. Speakers shall address their remarks to the board as a whole and not to individual board members or department personnel. Is there any general public comment? Um, any remotely? Okay, seeing none, we have item F, adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? Motion. Is there a second? Second. Okay, are all um, members in favor? Yes. 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 Any opposed? We are now adjourned. It's 1027 a.m. We will uh, take our recess and then we will reconvene um, in the next five to ten minutes as the Building Inspection Commission. Thank you.